Hey guys, before I start the show, I have a special announcement that I'm excited to share with you. I'm teaming up with several other podcasts to put on a live show on April 18th for charity. The group is called Podcasting with a Purpose, and it will be supporting Families Forward. It's an organization that helps homeless families in Philadelphia. More details are coming in the future, but for now, here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wizzick in High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Huge thank you to everybody, pretty much just everybody within the sound of my voice. Uh, The show hit 5,000 downloads uh, over the weekend and it's just, uh, I don't know, round numbers are a really cool milestone to hit. And so, you know, I, I said it on Facebook, uh, but thank you to everyone that, uh, that's been giving it a shot. Uh, it's been a fun process so far. So uh, with that said, uh, the social media, as I just mentioned, at We Weren't Friends in High School on Instagram, at WWF in High School on Twitter, and I am at Redshirt Playa everywhere. Thanks again to Ama for such a great episode, uh, episode 114. I got a lot of great feedback from listeners, and I know Ama enjoyed uh, hearing just from so many people that he hadn't talked to in a long time. So if you haven't listened to Ama's episode 114, go back and make sure you check that out. My guest this week is Rachel Romaine, a.k.a. Rachel Kim. Rachel is someone that I had a friendship with after high school, way after high school, after college, uh, both of us living in the city, and we hung out for a few years. And so you're going to hear about all that randomness. Uh, You'll get to hear about Rachel's husband, her marriage, and um, we're going to talk about a lot of things, high school, of course, Uh, but something we're going to talk about is Rachel struggles with a very toxic relationship, and these are conversations that I hope at the end of the day are going to help people out there listening. Yes, there's a lot of entertainment in these, but um, when people are sharing their lives and uh, their ups, their downs, and things that involve other people that have come into their lives. Um, I leave it there because I hope that people can learn from them. And I think Rachel's story is a great example of that. So with that said, Rachel Romaine. I remember um, the art teacher. I forgot her name, though. She's my favorite. She's older, short hair, glasses. I can't think of of art. kind of remember maybe middle school art was that bald guy mr clotter i remember him too but it, this mm. was in high school it was either like you take wood shop or art and i took art i don't remember <laughs> this was like how many years ago is this all right so i think the levels are all good rachel yeah. romaine yep welcome <laughs> thanks uh so this is a cool little thing because you're probably the only person on that'll be on this podcast that I wasn't friends with in high school were we not friends we weren't friends not in like the sense of friends not in a bad way but we weren't friends okay um the rule for being like a friend in my head is uh you had to be like go to the person's house yeah we weren't friends yeah and you had to like know their family had to know their parents or vice versa um, right. Other than that, it's just like I consider it like an acquaintance. But we were actually friends. Are we actually recording? Yeah, we're on. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
But yeah, we, I guess we weren't friends. But we were actually friends after high school. Yep. So that's like weird. Like we've completely hung out multiple times. It's been like five years, but like our late 20s, early 30s, we hung out a bunch. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. And you were around for when I first met my husband. I was. Yep. I was. So that's like pretty um, unique for this show because most people have zero knowledge as far as like their life. But when we started hanging out, it was so random. Mm -hmm. And I know you kind of like hang out with, or at least then we're hanging out with a lot of people in different classes. Um, and I was kind of like, I used to, I don't know if you remember this. I used to kind of like, you hang out with that person or you hang right. out with that guy. Like, what's with that? And you almost had like zero, almost like zero, zero um, uh, correlation to actually high school as far as like what your relationship was in high school, just that you had that in common. And you were just kind of like, oh, right. no, I just hang out with that person. Well, so what happened was after high school, I went to Texas mm -hmm. for college. So then you lose contact mm -hmm. with everyone. So when I came back and remember, we didn't have Facebook. Right. It wasn't early, very big then. Right. Yeah. So when I moved back, I kind of started reaching out to people because mm -hmm. I didn't have any friends here besides people that I knew from high school. That makes sense. So that's why I guess I started hanging out with, I don't want to say random, but people who I knew of mm -hmm. in high school and not necessarily we were like, we weren't really friends. Yeah. So that's, that's what happened there. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Even like, I remember um, when we first started hanging out, I hung out with Pete Whitaker. Mm -hmm. That was random too. Yes. I never really hung. I mean, we were friends in high school, but not close right. either. I don't even know so. if Pete went to high school. I don't think Pete even went to our high school. I think he went to, yeah, that was another thing. Right? He went to like LaSalle. We I ran into each other at some random bar. Okay. What's that train station? Market, Market East. Now okay. it's Jefferson. Okay. And I was at the bar in that station. Oh, I don't and even know there was a bar in there. Yeah, it's, um, I forget what it's called. So I was just waiting for my train at the bar, drinking a beer, minding my own business. All of a sudden I hear, Rachel Kim. Wow. That's how we ran into each other. Not even via Facebook or, yeah, you know. Yeah, real life. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and then that's when you came along too. Yeah, that's so fun. Um, yeah, you were always like a, you were like maybe the most random friend that I had. In that you would just like randomly like you could call at any time of the day yeah, with like something going on and just be like, hey, what are you doing right now? Yep. I'm a random person. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you get to, were you always at Wizahicken? Did you start at Wizahicken? So I grew up in Hastings on Hudson, New York. Wow. And I came to Wizahicken in seventh grade. Okay. Were you up and there, up there with your, with your whole family in New York? My whole York? family. And yeah. then my dad got transferred to Philly. So then he moved the whole family to Bluebell, and then I started going to Wissahickon. Was that different for you, Bluebell versus New York? I don't think so, because when you're in seventh grade, you kind of adapt to any situation. You know, you might throw a temper tantrum because I was losing my only friends in New York. Yeah. In seventh grade, that's the end of the world. But, and also seventh grade, you're going through puberty, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of had a tough time fitting in. Because everyone has their, remember how it used to be like A pod, B pod? Or, yeah, yeah. So I was in C pod. Um, and in seventh grade? Yes. Okay. And that's smaller than A pod or B pod. Okay. So you have a smaller group of people who already have that connection and they went to hmm. uh, grad, or not grad school, sorry, elementary, um, school. elementary school together. Right. And they're already all friends. So yeah. coming in seventh grade, 
it's it was tough. Yeah. But what did you what was your life like when you first came here in seventh grade? Like, did you so I imagine you're like trying to make friends, but did you make friends? Were you like able to do stuff socially? Did you just hang with family? So seventh grade, we moved here during the summer and we lived not in Bluebell yet. We were waiting for our house to be ready. Mm-hmm. So we lived in North Wales. Oh, okay. Right. Um, by there a little bit. Right across the street from 309 Cinema. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that is? Yeah, English Village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we lived there and I met... Before school, before I even started school, I met Steve Johnson. Yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah. And Tara. Cooper Smith? Yes. Yeah. So I kind of hung out with them in seventh grade during the summer. But then obviously different pods. Yeah. And then we started making different friends. Mm. So believe it or not, uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to share this, but Steve Johnson was my first kiss ever. Ever. Ever? Yeah. I was a late bloomer. (laughs) Truth or dare. Not compared to some. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was during a game of truth or dare. So truth or dare in seventh or in seventh grade middle school, like a house party. No, it was just outside in our apartment complex. And I remember we used to ride our bikes together, like in the woods. And we just had random neighborhood kids and we were playing truth truth or or dare. dare. That's funny. Yeah. Did you, um, so Tara and Steve were kind of like in the, I don't know, the cool kid group. Did you, um, as you were becoming friends with them, did you ever like start, did you meet any other friends that they had? Did you start to kind of, I know you're in different pods, but then you go home. Did you get to kind of integrate into that group or? No, not really. I think I was just, like I said, all going through puberty. You know how you're kind of mean when you're kids. And during the summer we were all quote unquote friends. But then once we started school, it all we kind of, yeah, it kind of just changed. What did that, so, what was that like for you? Were you expecting that or were you, do you? I guess, no, I didn't really have any expectations. It was just kind of neighborhood kids at that point yeah. for me. We didn't really have a deep connection as far as being friends. Yeah. So I didn't really expect much. And you just moved here and. Yeah, and I didn't play any sports. Steve Johnson, I remember, was a runner. Super athlete. Yeah. yeah everything. Football, so, basketball. Yeah. yeah. So could have played tennis if you wanted. I, I think he could have done anything, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, we just lost touch, I guess. Mm. I was not cool when I was in Middle high school. school. High school? Not at all. No? I thought I was. Okay. But I was not. So, what was your, how did your social life kind of start kicking into gear then? when you were like middle, like going from middle school, high school, you're kind of in this awkward phase of puberty. How do you start kind of finding yourself? What is that? I think I was just trying to fit in wherever I can starting in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And CPOD, I remember hanging out with um, my quote unquote click was, I guess, um, I don't know if they considered me their click, but I did. Mm-hmm. And it was Alicia Conti. I mm-hmm. remember her. Um, Heather Goodwin, Ashley McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. So we were all friends, or at least in the same class, mm-hmm. and I would always hang out with them. That's cool. And um, Karen Apple, yeah, Applebaum. Applebaum yeah. yeah. So, and Chrissy. Benedict. No. Krause. No. <laughs> She's super funny. Mullet. No. <laughs> now we're just going to name Kitana. all Chrissy's. No. McDonald. No. Shuck. Yes. Why don't you say Chrissy with a K? 
I don't know. She lives down the road here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I hung out with them, but <laughs> Wait, you gotta give it to me. That was pretty good. I know that was pretty I good. That out. <laughs> so then, you know, after eighth grade, then you kind of start hanging out with everyone. There's no pods anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I was lost again. Yet again, I'm lost. Yeah. Then I became friends with like Sue Kim. You know, I found kind of like a different crowd, mm-hmm. not forced because you're in the same pod. Right. But you find new friends. People you actually have things in common yeah. with. And- um, so I don't think I can honestly say that through high school, I really didn't find myself at all. Really? Yeah. I felt lost, I think, the whole time. Do you think that's residual from from moving here after everyone was kind of already established? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I um so, you know, yesterday uh Amar was here. Okay. Um, and he moved here second semester of ninth grade. And for him, he was like, it was terrible. He didn't mm-hmm. know anyone, he didn't have any friends, he couldn't belong. Uh, and then he was lucky enough to be kind of picked up by like Eric Nelson and some right. other guys who kind of befriended him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when like everything changed. And for him, he's like, it's the best thing that ever happened to him was moving here uh, from England. Um, so that's interesting. You never really felt like that ever happened for you. I didn't. And also, if you think about it, you know, now I'm 37 years old. Mm-hmm. When you think back and you're what, 14, 15, I feel like Girls are mean too. Yeah. You know, it's, that's why the whole movie Mean Girls exists. And I feel like that's kind of what happened. Mean girls. I mean, no, they weren't mean. Just like I never found myself really connecting with a specific person Mm. necessarily because the cliques were so established. Yeah. What, so then what, what's that like for you? I'm always curious with girls, you know, for guys, I feel like guys just don't emote and just kind of keep things in is it what was that like for you then when you're having kind of like problems fitting in or i just felt a little awkward but i feel like everyone feels awkward in high school but i especially thought i was being awkward yeah i could never find myself in what way um well i couldn't go to a lot so okay let's back up my parents are straight from korea yeah right so even when I was invited to house parties mm-hmm. or to have a sleepover, I was never allowed. Mm. So then outside of school, I can only hang out with my friends until eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even go to the movies after nine. Even on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not to blame my parents because that's how they were raised. Yeah. But I do a little bit because uh-huh. they never let me do anything Very that was- strict. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's where I kind of missed out on connecting. Yeah. And, you know, making real deep connection connection with at a someone. young age that mm-hmm. you can carry on two right. to three years later. Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so you first person you mentioned that you kind of connected to like on your own was Sue Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are the second uh Asian person to be on the show, Aram was here a couple of weeks ago. I actually hung out with her. Yeah. Yeah. After I came back from college. Yeah. So a good time. he was married. Yeah. I met his kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's fun, right? He's really funny and yeah. fun. I hung out with him after we did the podcast and it was like maybe the greatest night of my life. Yeah. Well, the thing is too, is that I never really hung out with, uh, I don't call him Aram. I, I guess I always just called him Ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. 
But um, that's how he that's how he introduces himself to other people. Yeah, I got a funny. Story I never hung that. out with him in high school. Mm-hmm. That's a whole another thing too, because Wissahek and you know all the Korean kids kind of hung out with. Let's talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I grilled, I grilled Aram for you know two hours about the about the Korean crew that I felt was very isolated from the rest of the school would kind of walk through the hallways very slow by themselves. Speaking and in Korean. Speaking in Korean. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I mean, it's a little bit racist. And I, I admitted it to him that I felt like I had like negative connotations towards the group as a whole, even even describing it as a group. Because if it was a group of black people and today and someone say, oh, the group of black people, there would mm-hmm. be problems. And so, you know, I can admit that like it was like a bit of like a, a racial, I think, dissension to where you just go, oh, the Asians. Right. Um, but you didn't feel like you even, you didn't feel like you were in that in that crew? I wasn't. And that was another, you know, going back to me not really fitting in. I was never accepted by that group either mm-hmm. because I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but they would say I was whitewashed. Yeah, that's okay. You could say Or it. a Twinkie <laughs> or a banana. Mm-hmm. Like... Twinkie was a huge thing yeah. in uh, in school. I definitely remember that phrase. And I, being biracial, was an Oreo. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I've heard of the term before, yeah. but I didn't know. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. Race is like always related to food in school. Well, and it was it was so messed up because a lot of these kids, you know, with Korean parents, they make you go to church, mm, right? Very religious, right? And they all kind of hang out the church kids too and you get to know each other outside of Wissahickon mm-hmm. and you see them at church and then a bo- like for example this guy wanted to date me who went to North Penn mm-hmm. I did not I didn't really like Asian boys at the time and you don't like Asian boys in general, in general I mean yeah, I'm married to an this. Irish dude yeah so. I've noticed this about you yeah. yeah so then now they're talking shit on me because now I'm not Korean enough mm-hmm. because I don't want to date the guy. Yeah. So I feel like I was just kind of, I was very lost. This is a weird question because it almost, it almost makes it sound like you're predisposed to act the way that everyone acts, but I'm going to ask it and try and make it not sound insulting. But okay. how do you grow up with immigrant parents uh, in a very strict Korean household and remove yourself from, I don't want to say wanting to be, but kind of engulfing yourself in that in that Korean culture, whereas there's a large group of people that that were kind of kind of grew up in a very similar mm-hmm. way to you. Their parents, you know, brought them here, or they were born in Korea uh, and came here at a young age, and they've all kind of they're all kind of sick. How does that happen to you? To where you don't. You're not doing the same thing that the other 20 and, and not to say that all Asians yeah. or Koreans were doing the same thing. But I would have to think that in that school, what, maybe five people were, were seeing life as you were seeing it or, mm-hmm. or participating in life the way you were kind of outside of that group. How does that happen for you? I don't know if I understood the question right, but the way I'm interpreting it, I guess, it's just I think and I'm not trying to insult my parents in any way. at all but I feel like if I did hang out with all Asian kids they would have been a little less strict meaning Mm. oh you want to go to prom with this 
Asian guy mm -hmm. or you want to have a sleepover with this Asian girl because they were able to communicate with their parents mm -hmm. and tell each other, well, is she doing okay? Is he doing okay? You know, Keep tabs. exactly right. where they couldn't do that with my friends who had parents who don't speak Korean. Mm -hmm. So I think they just felt uncomfortable and uneasy about it. Yeah. That's a good answer. It wasn't yeah. to my, that wasn't the question, but it's a <laughs> really good answer. That probably would have been like question in two, in two questions. Oh, yeah. I guess what I'm asking is, is why didn't, what was it about you and your life that mm -hmm. you weren't hanging out in group that you didn't even want to hang out in groups of with Koreans and, and all the kids, it would have been easier. All, they all go to church. You're in that community. Your parents trust their, their family. Why weren't you? If I can answer that in with a hundred percent honesty, I think I just wanted to hang like fit in with the cool kids. And the that Asians. is me being completely frank and you know, not that Asians weren't cool. But they were but isolated from the rest of the school. Absolutely. And I wanted to I'm a very social person. Yeah. And so I wanted to be friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. And if I put myself, you know, in just a Asian crowd, yeah, then that's where I'm locked in. Yeah. So, so did you recognize that at a young age that it was, it, did you, you really act like consciously realize that it was somewhat segregated from the rest of the school or? I guess I did. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't really know how to answer that. Yeah. I guess I did. I mean, yeah. I had to have, if I'm saying, well, I don't want to hang out with the Asian kids because I want to get to know everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, I don't know, for instance, and, and there may not be more to it than, than as you said, but like, you know, for instance, um, uh, I consider Sue Kim, I, I didn't know her really at all, but I, I consider her when I see her around, I consider her, she was a social person who I think, you know, kind of integrated with other people. And mm -hmm. Jen Shim was a very social person. Yeah. And I think she kind of integrated in different groups. Um, but I, they also had a very strong Korean group presence. Right. Um, and faith-based and all that stuff. I, I also think that maybe if I just let high school ride a bit without having a boyfriend that had a lot to do with it because okay. in 10th grade is when I started dating uh Mike Rosa I don't know if you remember him the he name's was, familiar but I think I'm thinking of a Jeremy Rosa okay he was a grade above us mm -hmm. and he was definitely a bad boy I didn't know at the time because mm -hmm. I was always going home by nine or ten right so I had no idea um and this might get too deep, but you know, he passed away. No. Yeah. He passed away. I think about, I don't want to say the wrong year. Maybe like eight years ago, nine years ago. Okay. Maybe even longer than that. Not over, uh, for a drug overdose. Okay. But he was into that in high school too. Yeah. And I didn't know the, I mean, I smoked pot mm -hmm. in high school. I even tried X in yeah. high school. I mean, I did all that. Yeah. But I didn't know how deep. He was into it. So if I didn't have all that, and then my parents didn't want me dating him. Mm -hmm. His parents were stressed out because they knew all about his drug addiction and stealing and lying, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, there was a lot that went on for two years that, that I went through with in that relationship. It mm -hmm. was very, very tough. And for a 10th grader to go through that. It's very young. And to deal with. Having someone that you love go through all that, it was just, I think that also got me out of me wanting to even make friends. Mm. So maybe if I didn't have a boyfriend, then I would have, 
you know, yeah. adapted a little easier. Yeah. But I had my whole thing that was that I was going through with. Yeah, you were with, doing something else mm-hmm. entirely. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Do you? You probably didn't know that at all. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. No. It's not something I really talk about. Yeah. So. Is that something that you, like, I don't know, I mean, you said you loved them. So is that something that you needed, like, to recover from? Like, that seems like a, I don't know, I guess if that was happening today, I would expect someone to say, like, they're getting help for that. Or you know, is that something you were able to, like, recover from or was traumatizing to you to be... It was, but I didn't even know that was a thing to get help as someone who's, I guess, the caregiver. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I Mm -hmm. mean, it was just something that I went through. Yeah. I mean, I rebelled against my parents because of the relationship. And I would, you know, he went to Culinary Arts of Institute in Poughkeepsie Mm -hmm. when I was in, when we were seniors. Mm -hmm. I would go there for like a week and not tell my parents. And just give them hell, you know? And he would come home for the summer and I would stay with him at his parents' house for like three days. I remember my parents actually reached out to their pastor so that they can translate. They came over to Mm -hmm. his house and talked to his parents. I mean, it was a whole, what you see on TV with drug addicts and things like that. I went through that at a very, very young age dealing with it because he would go off to hotels for Weeks at a time, I couldn't even get in touch with him. Wow! And you know, you're driving all over around Plymouth meeting area. You were doing um, that. I was doing all that. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. Yeah, that seems so. Um, I don't know. Removed from high school life. Absolutely. It feels almost stupid to ask you who's your favorite teacher. I don't even know how you concentrate. <laughs> like, how do you concentrate on school stuff at that point? You don't. Yeah, you don't. I was, you know, my grades went down significantly after. 10th grade mm-hmm. it was just it was bad yeah. it was really really bad which is why i also you know decided to test out of a lot of classes because mm-hmm. i couldn't concentrate but i mean i think that i'm a pretty smart girl so yeah. i was able to do all that but if i wasn't able to then i would have been fucked like yeah, my future yeah. you know this i wouldn't have a career i wouldn't you know it took a lot from yeah. me before so, we get to i want to talk about you testing out but before that i want to get to some of your school stuff Um, did you speak Korean? Do you speak Korean? Yeah. You do? Okay. I speak, read and write. You do? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, I mean, you were kind of, you know, attacked or, you know, labeled, I guess, for hanging out with, I guess, white kids. But what was that like for you? Uh, what kind of things did you, would you guys do after school? What was like your social life like? I don't think I was even labeled as just hanging out with white kids. I think I was labeled as hanging out with the druggies. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. I mean, because a lot of my friends did. And I didn't, you know, I did too. I smoked pot and mm. I, like I said, I tried ecstasy before, but yeah. that's all I've ever done. Well, I've done more since then, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, in college. During that time. Yeah. In sure, co- sure, but sure. during that time, I didn't even smoke that much pot or anything. It just the friends I was hanging out with. Did that. So then you kind of get grouped in because they, you know, people didn't really know me necessarily personally. They just kind of, that's how, what high school is. They kind of say, oh, he plays sports and hangs out with all the guys that are playing sports. So he must be a jock Mm -hmm. or, you know, so I think I was grouped in with the. The drug kids. The drug kids. So. 
we uh i talked about that with like alaya at times and um you know she mentioned just like drugs kind of in school and i have a memory of a kid doing uh doing cocaine like in saturday detention okay um, i didn't know anything about yeah, cocaine yeah. in high school but- I, I definitely felt like drugs and sex were just like two things that were going on in school that i think just gave me an impression of what that life was like um but i didn't live it in any right. way right and drink it and smoke um and do any drugs i didn't hang out with girls um and so that whole world was kind of like i didn't learn about that till college really at all because you're a good kid <laughs> I, yeah, I mean good but i got detentions and whatnot oh no <laughs> like, detention like, i mean but see like that's so that's the funny thing because you say like you were hanging you were kind of like hanging with the cool kids but then when I say that, I'm like detention. You're like, oh no, detention. No, the it's drug not a, kids, not the cool kids. The cool, all right, the yeah. drug kids. But like, or you thought you weren't cool. But I right. imagine that the kids that were doing drugs to like someone like me, that w- those were cool kids. Like the, you know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was that lifestyle of the parties, the house parties, and and having tons of friends where you hop in and out of houses or whatever and See, do this and that. I feel like it's so relative. That's what you think is cool. Like that's what you consider cool kids, right? So then therefore you consider me a cool kid, I Mm -hmm. guess. But for me, when I was in high school and hanging out with these group of people, I thought the cool kids were the ones that played sports and they were so good at sports. Mm. That's what I thought cool kids were. Did you want to play sports? I did play sports. I played field hockey which I was really good at. Mm-hmm. I played lacrosse. I sucked at lacrosse. Um, cheerleading, but that was in middle school. Okay. So I didn't, I, was, I didn't excel at any of them really like in middle school or early high school. Yeah. But I did. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Did, but, you, did you stop? You, so I guess you stopped at some point, field hockey? Yeah. Lacrosse? When did you stop? 10th grade. 10th grade. Why? Yeah. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. I was going through all that Wow. So crap. that really controlled your life. It took everything out of my life. I mean, if I could go back, I just would not have had that. But at the same time, I say that now, but at the same time, it taught me a lot when I went to college. Like what? Like I didn't really drink Mm. in college. I didn't touch any drugs in college until my senior year. I tried shrooms. Okay. (laughs) That was it. Like I was a good girl in college. So being somewhat of a bad girl in high school, I grew out of it mm-hmm. and I was a good girl in college. Okay. So I didn't need any of that because yeah. I already had it. Yeah. So. I feel like, did you not live in Ambler at any point? No. Did you go to Ambler after school at any point? Were you like we, going? We used to go to, um, what's that corner store? And it smelled like. Costas. Costas. Because I remember skipping school and going there for breakfast all the time. <laughs> and buying cigarettes. I was going to say to buy cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what was like school like for you? Did you have anything that you, I mean, I know 10th grade and on once you kind of got in this relationship, but was there anything like in actual school that you liked? I loved art. Cause I remember, remember I was trying to think of the, the art, teacher. art teacher Yeah. and I even had some drawings. Remember, um, in the track area, the indoor track area, Yeah. they had art shows mm-hmm. and I won. A couple awards and all that. What kind of art? I wish I would have. It was just, um, I remember it was like maple leaves and the coloring. Did you ever like attempt to do it? Be an an artist? No, I did not. I was always told since I was little, 
I mean, like three years old that I should pursue art. I was always told that. And then nothing. Again, 10th grade came and that was wow. that. 10th grade really like it was, fucked me up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I had happened. No idea. Yeah. I mean, that's not something you really talk about in high school. No, I guess, you know, it's just, I think in such a small area, I expect rumors and whispers and all that. And so I would just think that someone like me who I feel like I'm nosy by nature. Yeah. Um, you didn't have to agree. <laughs> um, I feel like I would have just heard like, hey, Rachel's this or Rachel's doing that or this mm-hmm. happened. But I never heard anything um, about you about that. I secluded myself, you know? So no one knew. So you never told anyone about this? No. Never. That's embarrassing when you're in high school. Yeah. You know, you're so caught up in a guy and you're so worried about him and you're chasing him around all over town trying to find him and make sure he did an OD. Like, that's not something you talk about. And then being that I wasn't established in a certain clique, there was no one there to really come to me and say, are you okay? Yeah. I wish there was. Yeah. But there wasn't. Like I had mm. no one to confide in. So that's tough. That feels that sounds lonely. It's rough. Do you yeah. want to talk about something more fun? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Got um, dark. Good thing I brought champagne. I know. Thank you for the champagne. Sure. This, is, this is the classiest podcast we've done so far. <laughs> I should have brought boons. Do you remember those? That would have been fine. That would have been good. Take it back to my college days. College, that was high school for me. So I don't know. I guess socially it was kind of like a wash for you then. I mean, you, you hung it out with the was. with the with the drug kids. You wanted to play sports. You wanted to hang with those people. Um, you kind of had like a tough boyfriend. It yeah. kind of ruined your, I guess, your educational experience. High school wise, yes. Yeah. It definitely did. And if I could go back, I I wish I had all that experience back all over again do yeah it different I would, I would totally do it different wow did you so then as you're kind of going through school what do you think is gonna i mean i know you're so inundated and probably in, in something like that you're living in the now you can't even think about the future but at any point i know you liked you liked art you're good at art did you think at any point okay once i get out of here here's what i'm gonna go do no huh. i i didn't did because you- i was so immersed in it my parents kind of forced me. And so I was wondering, did your parents put any try and put you on any sort of track or or they, ask you to focus on anything or try and put you on something specific or they pushed me to go to Texas for college. That's Why what Texas? they did. It's far. Because it's far. You went away have, from this guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which is how, you know. So I actually got into NYU. Mm-hmm. And that's when nine eleven happened. Wow, right. So then that, yeah, that also fucked me up too. And now I'm like, all right, now I'm on this path. I got into a great school when I wasn't even a really great student Mm -hmm. in high school. Got in. What does that mean, not a great student? I didn't. Because you're Asian. So that can mean (laughs) A minus. So no, like C plus and above. Okay. Okay. But um, math, I always got A plus. Yeah. Obviously. Yes, obvi. But um. (laughs) But going through all that in high school, I just always thought I was going to have to go to like a smaller school. Mm-hmm. But I got myself into NYU. Then 9-11 happened. I'm like, here we go again. So you're there, right? Because I was there. You're there. You're living there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then 
that happened. So I had to come back home. Then I got back into the whole boyfriend, boyfriend situation. Thing. That's when my parents were like, all right, that's it. You're going to start applying in California, Texas, mm. anywhere. They literally cut the map in half and was like, this is where you're going to go. Wow. So I ended up going to UT. Um, what did you go there for? A mechanical engineering. Wow. So that's yeah. smart. That's pretty smart. It's a lot of math. Rachel, it's a lot of math. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. you know what I do for a living now? No. You don't? No. What? No. We so, never go this. We never go in this deep into stuff. Oh, okay. I am a project manager for uh, commercial construction. Okay. So. Yeah, I do remember that you were, yeah. So I remember previously when we were hanging out, you were kind of like going between, uh, you were like right in between two jobs. Yeah. And you had like a freak out at one place and you were like leaving that place in a rush and you were going to another place. But I think that place wasn't working out to be what you thought it was supposed right. to be. And um, yeah, and I do remember it was a construction site that you were managing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was pretty, so when I went to Texas, I lived there for four years after, mm -hmm. four or five years after I graduated. Yeah. Very, very well established there. But then my mom got sick, mm. so I had to come back to Philly. And that's another obstacle that I had to go through because I didn't have any friends here. I had Starting to get a whole new job. Again. So start over all over again. Boy, that's weird. I mean, not weird. That's just kind of ironic or whatever would be the term because you, so you come here from New York in seventh grade and then you leave to go to New York in 12th. And then you come back for a little bit and then you go to Texas. You literally only lived here for five years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about thought about it that way mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. You lived here for five years and then you were gone again and then you came back, you know, three, four years later. Yeah. I guess that's why I don't really have, Oh, you know, like when I go to weddings mm -hmm. or even my husband now, his best friend is from middle school. You know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And I guess I never really looked at it like I li only lived in Philly for five years. Yeah. Do you this have a depressing conversation? No, this is all interesting. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not always if, if high school was it doesn't sound like high school was fun. No, and everyone. It's crazy because a lot of people when I meet like you, for example, we mm -hmm. didn't know each other in high school. Right. Or anyone I hung out with that I went to high school with, but didn't really know me, and we hung out, they think I had this greatest high school experience for some reason. Yeah. I think they just, it's all assumption. It is all assumption. Yeah. It's 100% assumption. Um, I Yeah, my, envision, my, my picture of you is hanging out with cool kids. Or let me rephrase it since you don't like that term. What? Uh, my my picture of you is hanging with a large social network. That's I guess that's the way to do it. That you have multiple people, and I think that's what we equated to being cool is that you had you know I only had four to five people in yeah. life period from school my age group that I could call up, hang out with, go to. But you, I assume you had just way more than that, whether they were real connections or not. But you had right. kind of access to that. So I think it's similar to when you see people with money and they go, oh, he's rich. What what else could could he need? Mm -hmm. And he internally wants many different things besides just money. And everyone goes, oh, God, but if I don't have all I have for six dollars, if I had one hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, I would be happy all the time. It's because you're 
you're filling your life with different things and you have no idea until you don't have those things, you know? So, yeah. so me having, having, you know, four friends or whatever. See, I'm jealous of that. Right. Like, and, and feeling like a super closeness to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would, I would look and go, boy, I, I feel like the standard though is having tons of friends, not just having four friends that know you really well. Yeah. So that's why I don't like the term cool. Yeah. Because it's actually lonely to have a hundred friends than it is to have four really close friends who's going to ask you, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You've been acting different. Like yeah. what's going on? So I have that now. I literally have two best girlfriends mm-hmm. that, you know, who just text me to say hi for no reason. Like yeah. that's that's what you need. I don't need a hundred friends. I just need like Three. Three. Okay. <laughs> Three's good. And my husband. Yeah. And I'm happy. Um can we talk about Texas? Yeah. And your engagement? Were you not engaged there down there in Texas? I was. I remember. How did this. you know what the hell? I remember I, this. So I don't know if you remember this, but I uh I hit you up one time because I was actually in Texas driving cross country. Okay. And my cousin went to I thought my cousin went to Texas. I don't remember this. Yeah, it was. This was 2000. I was probably driving cross country 2010 in the spring of 2010. It would have been around Memorial Day. Okay. And you lived in Texas and I was probably I drove through Austin. I stayed in Austin for like two days and then. Uh, I think I left to head to like Phoenix, but I hit you up and you're like, oh man, next time. And then you actually ended up coming back here to yeah. the East Coast. Uh, but that's how I knew that you were in Texas because I was just always looking for people that I could like hang out with while right. I was driving cross country during that trip. And I lived in Austin too. You lived in Austin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I feel like a huge bitch now. Why? Because <laughs> I didn't, you know, no, show I, you around. No, I was there for two days. I was with my cousin. He lived yeah. there, like a bunch of, bunch of friends of his that I met. Um, you know, and then I was back on the road again and going. And I was like, okay. oh, shit. And I was like, I remember I was like at a hotel and I was like, oh, shit, Rachel lives here. I should have hit her up earlier, but I didn't, you know. But that's how I knew that you were there. Yeah. So um, I was engaged very young. We went to college together. Okay. Um, I guess I'm a relationship person now that we're talking about it. But we dated for a couple years. First year we dated, he proposed. I said, no, ask me one more year. Ask me in one more year, mm-hmm. which he did. Also not Asian, right? No. Very, very Southern oh. from Carthage, Texas. Okay. You know, country music listening, mm-hmm. bull riding Kobe kind Keith. of guy. Very gentleman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we were engaged, but we were more friends than anything else. We realized, or I realized that yeah. he was more of a friend. But we were young, so he ended up marrying a... Another Korean girl. Oh, okay. Was invited to the wedding and everything. Okay. We're still friends. How much of what you had gone through through high school with your boyfriend there affected something like that to kind of get so serious, so young? And I mean, I know it happens and I've talked to plenty who, you know, had kids and, and been married, divorced in their 20s. But yeah, did any of that, you think any of that had anything to play with that? I think that me just. Naturally, I am a relationship girl, but until I met my husband before that, all my relationships before, mm-hmm. I think I sabotaged it like on purpose. True. Kind of like before you fuck me up, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. You know, because 
because of high school, because mm-hmm. of that relationship. Yeah. Like you're going to do something wrong eventually. So before you can do that and hurt me, I'll just act like a crazy psycho. That mm-hmm. way you leave me. Yeah. 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 You do do that. that. Um, I won't say the name, but you were, you were, uh, in a relationship with a guy when we were hanging out years back. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> you used to disappear. You the guy this? we went to high school with? Yeah. You used to go on off the grid. I did? Yes. Why? Because he didn't know where I lived. <laughs> and he didn't know that we would hang out. Oh, I'd hide from him. Yeah. Yes. You would just, you would just disappear <laughs> and go off the grid. And you would come to my place in Fairmount and you hang out with me and my roommate. And yeah. I would have friends over and you would just like hang out for like a week, a half a weekend. Okay, dude. I was not dating him at the time though. What do you mean? No, we were broken up. He was just being crazy. What do you mean? You would come over and you would <laughs> talk about, I do his laundry and all he wants to do is play video games. And like, and I was like, so what's going on? You're like, I'm just not telling him where I am. <laughs> he was probably being crazy. That relationship was bad. Yeah. And no one should hide from their boyfriend. No, or- that was what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, believe it or not, though, because of him, mm-hmm. I met Kyle. It was, yeah. My husband. Like it was kind so of one after the other. Well, so <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about that. We can take it out if you want to take it out. No, it's fine. No, it's totally fine. I'm an open book. It's fine. I was dating the guy mm-hmm. that we're not going to mention. Yeah. Um, I became really good friends with his best friend who we, whom we also went to high school with. Mm-hmm. That best friend is the one that introduced me to my current husband. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I can't, I forgot about that, that I would hide. Mm-hmm. Those are fun times. Though. <laughs> it was great. Um, and that's why I say you were just like so random. Cause it could be anything. You just be like, yo, I just need to get the fuck out of here. I'm in the city where you at? I'm like, yeah, come through. We're just hanging on the rooftop or whatever. And you would come over and hang out. And people are like. Who the hell is that? Yeah. Well, and so I would have a girlfriend. So people would be like, what's going on here? And I'm like, no, it's just, uh, it's just Rachel, just Rachel hanging out. And they're like, and it was very similar to, so the reason, part of the reason that I started this podcast is because I would always run into people from high school. Mm-hmm. And one time I ran into Dan Cassidy. At the bar out, out by Fairmount, I was showing some friends around um, some housing that wanted to move here. Dan Cassidy's in there with his fiance, talking, uh, catching up. Brad, what's up? Dap up, hugs, introduced me to his fiance, tells me about everything post college, what's going on with the wedding, all that. I introduced him to my friends. We leave. My friends go, Is that your buddy? And I go, Never talked to him in my life. Went to high school with him, never talked to him in my life. Isn't was, that crazy? And they go, boy, we thought you guys were like best friends. And that's kind of like when you came over. So that's why I say you really were the first person that I ever had like social interaction, became friends with that I went to school with. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And people would say like, oh, were you guys friends in school? And I was like, no, no. Like that was really like us at, you know, 29, you us hanging out with, was like the building of our friendship out of nothing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so cool, though. It is. It like- really is. The reason why we started talking was pure fact that we just knew each other in high school or mm-hmm. knew of each other. Knew we didn't even know other. each other. Right. We knew of each other. And that's what starts the conversation. Mm-hmm. But then people change after yep. high school yes. and we go through a lot of things. Yes. Um, and then when you have that connection outside, of, you know, that's just a conversation starter that we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And then after that. And 
And I didn't really know. I don't anyone know how to explain city. it. Like, I don't really. Well, know. And I didn't really know anyone in the city. And so like, it was a sense, it was like a sense of comfort really to have yeah. someone that I, I at least it's not going to get awkward. Cause at least you want to just talk about old times. We could do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have that base in common where we, where we grew up, where we went to school. Um, the people that we know kind of had that at least base, but also your personality, um, at least for, you know, what we were doing there, like you just like chilling. Yeah. And that's so, what I like. <laughs> yeah. And so like, Hey, we're just hanging out. We got friends over. We're hanging out. We're chilling. Um, you're like, yeah, cool. Come that's down. my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Like right now, like I'd rather invite all my friends over and I'll make, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. So make food for people and just chill. Yeah. Drink some shots of Tully. Drink some champagne, wine, whatever. I don't care if it's box wine. I don't care. Just <laughs> let's just drink and eat and just talk. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. In PJs on top of that. In PJs. Yeah. Soft, <laughs> comfortable. Way. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite thing to do now. What did you do while you were in Texas? Did you graduate? Yeah. And did you go, did you at that point then go right into like engineering? So going back to when you asked me if I speak Korean yeah. and read and write, Samsung Semiconductor is in Austin. Oh, wow. So senior year of my college, they recruited me and I ended up working for Samsung to build clean rooms to their fab where they make wafers, chips. Yeah. So that's what I did. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking cool That's how, yeah, I wanted to get into mechanical engineering design, really, originally. Yeah. But when I started working for Samsung, they were like, well, we're actually going to use, we're not really going to use your mechanical engineering skills whatsoever. I mean, I do. Yeah. Because construction, you need to be able to read blueprints and Mm -hmm. be able to know how things function. And if the drawings say one thing, but on site it's different, you have to learn how to redline and kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. That's how I got into construction. Like that's not what I wanted to do originally. I know what you mean. Cause I I worked in medical education where I shot and would consult for video production. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know anything really about medicine. Um, And sometimes I wouldn't even be doing the video production, but I could speak the language to the medical people about the video production and the project managing aspect. Exactly. So then when I left Samsung, which was my first job after college, all I knew was construction. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to Philly, that's what I did. And then I went back to Samsung. In Philly? No, in New York. Oh, okay. So that's what I do now. Wow. So you're in New York now? Mm-hmm. I'm literally driving to New York right after this. Wow. So I can make my meeting Wow. Tomorrow. You're yeah. a mover. You're always traveling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love to travel. Yeah, you just, but you literally just got back from Disney like days ago. I can't. Well, yeah, I love Disney. Let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, when you said let's talk about happier stuff, we should have just gone to the happiest place. I on know. Earth. We so I love Disney. It's like when you're a kid, you can't drink around the world. Right. Yes. So, are you a Disney World girl? I've never been to Disneyland. Okay. So, right. Disney World. Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I went finally, real, real grown-up trip about three years ago. You were I there. I remember. Yes. You were there. Yes. My God. I Our forgot lives about keep that. Crossing. Yeah, that's so funny. Um because remember I tried to meet up with you. Yeah. And, and you it was got, your last night. Yes. And you were like lame. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm going to New Orleans tomorrow to go see Snoop Dogg at Jazz Fest. So I don't know. I think what I've said was lame, 
Boo, you can stay one more day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, shit. Okay. We did it. Um, cheers. Cheers. It is really good to see you. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I can't believe we kind of lost touch. I don't know what happened there. I don't think anything really happened. You left the city. And I, you know, full disclosure, I don't travel outside of the city often. Um, you invited me to Friends Thanksgiving. Right That's when, right. Right when you moved. And I had a friend's Thanksgiving like the day before and I couldn't I couldn't get my shit together to cook to, like do two, two meals and like do two dinners. Yeah. We stayed at that place till 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And I was like, let me see if I can swing this. And I was like, I couldn't swing it. You could have shown up in your I know I should have just then- came. I should have just came. It, but, you know, you build it all up. And you go, God, that's just going to be hard. And then it's Manny Young. And I'm like, where do I park and all that? And like, uh- I just. If you ask, we have a driveway and a garage. I let the anxiety, sometimes I can let the anxiety like build up too much to where I just make it so much harder for myself than it truly, truly is. I could have just shown up, hung out for like a couple hours, had a great time and come home. But I made it this big thing of I've got to come with this stuff and how do I get this done? And I can't. You could have just literally went to Acme, bought rolls and showed up. Everyone loves bread. I know. I'm sorry. So, so really, it's it. your fault. It, it is my is fault. You're I, saying. I mean, I don't think that you did this, but I do feel like that was my last, like I blew that off and that was the last time we hung out. That was the last time we ever. And again, maybe you're just reading too much into it. I am it. reading too much in it. I yeah. never thought that you were like, I never thought you were mad about it, but it was like, kind of like, you know. Fuck him. Brad, here's the thing. Yeah. You can also put the effort in, just so you know. I can, absolutely. Because every time we've hung out, yeah. we've always had the best Yes. Time. Like yes. there's never been a time where now I feel like, bad. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. I guess what I'm trying to say is that we need to hang out more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know, when you say that though, when you the reason I feel bad is because when you say that, every time we've hung out, you've come to me. This is true. You come to my house while I was in Fairmount here, <laughs> except for when I walked over to to see you at the uh the revolution concert. You didn't walk to see me, though. I did. I wa- well, you're right. I walked to see Pete Whitaker. <laughs> Wait. So can we talk we about need, this? Yes, we, we need okay. to. Okay. So this is like. You tell the story because I suck at telling stories. This is like summertime. Yeah, this is about summertime 2014, 15? 14. 14. So I'm meeting up with some friends at Voltage Lounge to um, have a meeting with Dice Raw because I'm trying to put a, a, a hip hop TV show together. And so we have this meeting with Dice Raw, and I'm feeling fucking good. I'm like, oh, my God. I just met a member of The Roots. He's going to do my TV show. This is fucking awesome. And I'm like, guys, I'm just going to walk home from this area. It's like highway town down there at like 8th and Callow Hill by the old electric factory, the Franklin, whatever they call it now, Voltage Lounge, the old shampoo parking lot. I got shampoo. So I'm like just walking. And I think, you know what? Let me hit up Rachel and see what she's doing. I haven't seen her in a little bit. Let me see what she's what she's got going on. And you're like, what's up? And this is like one in the afternoon. You're like, what's up? I say, yo, what are you doing? You're like, come over here now. And it's one of those things, like I said, like a little bit of like anxiety. I make it harder for myself. And I remember <laughs> trying to make it hard for myself and going like, oh, I just come over now. You're like, yeah, we're at Morgan's Pier. And I'm ready to say like, I don't hang out at Morgan's Pier. I don't play bocce ball. I don't play bago. <laughs> And you're like, just come over. I've got a, I've got free tickets, VIP free tickets at Festival Pier to Revolution. It's an awesome reggae festival going on. Come see this band with us. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And you're even like, I'm with my boyfriend. And even then, I'm just like, oh, God, I really don't know now. 
And then you're like, Pete Whitaker's here. And I'm like, whoa, what? Flashback. <laughs> what? And you're like, yeah, I'm hanging with Pete Whitaker. And I can't even comprehend. I'm like, how the fuck do you even know? I know Pete Whitaker from sixth grade. And I'm thinking, how do you even know Pete Whitaker? Are you, I need to go and see this just to make sure like we we know the same Pete Whitaker. So I go and I walk over there and you guys are at Morgan's Pier and you're just hanging out and it's you, your boyfriend, another buddy and Pete fucking Whitaker. <laughs> just random again, going back to random. So random. But can I tell you? And so we we hung out there and it was like I I never had that where you're having catch up with somebody since middle school. Right? Like I hadn't, you know, and now I'm doing that all the time with people doing these interviews. But yeah. that was like the start of like, man, tell me what's been going on since 1995. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, that was really the start of the, you know, it felt, and I got to be honest, and Pete was like in that, I thought you were one of the cool kids and Pete was one of the cool kids. And so I'm like fucking hanging out with the cool kids. I love the picture that we took together. The Which three of us. you need to find. I feel like I look so cool in that picture. <laughs> I feel like. Just kind of live by the moment. Just if you're having fun and someone happens to be around who's also fun, why not join it together? I love combining crews. I guess. Yes. You, I think I put up walls to say like, oh, this doesn't belong. When you say you put a wall up, that kind of pisses me off a little bit. Why? I didn't pull up a wall to you. No, no, no. Here's why. Hear me out. Because we were just talking about how. I felt kind of lost in high school mm. because everyone had their own clique and they wouldn't let anyone new in, which is why I don't do that. Mm. I feel like you should give everyone a chance and you're probably going to have Rich, fun. I would have given you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I would have put no wall up if you were like, although, I mean, I think I had so much anxiety about and, and mistrust of what I perceived to be the cool kids. Yeah. I think if anyone really tried to talk to me, I would think it was a joke. I'd be looking to see who's setting this up. I think that's an insecurity thing. It not is so much, for yeah. sure. hundred percent. And I probably still have it a little bit. I try and get over it, but I think everyone um, does. Yeah. But I think yeah. I, I never would have thought that like it was for real, but um, I, I never looked at myself as like a block you off type of person. Yeah. Uh, I used to think people were blocking me off and that's not, and I come to realize that's not always true. Yes. It might've been even more mutual, but I think 100% I was, you know, the aggressor in avoiding or closing people off yeah. because I thought that was just what I was supposed to do. I mean, now maybe you're the aggressor here, but in high school, kids are nice. Like we were not nice people in yeah. high school. I mean, I'm not speaking for everyone. No, but you're right. It just, you know, you're not as, you didn't travel much. Mm-hmm. And when you do, it's with your parents. Mm-hmm. You don't get to know a lot of people from different cultures. You mm-hmm. only know what you know from high school. And even in high school, different cultures kind of segregate themselves too. Yeah. So, you know, you just know what you know. And you're not trying to be mean. Yeah. It's just who you are at that yeah. time. It's very true. Favorite ride at Disney? Uh, dinosaur. Dinosaur? At, at Magic Kingdom? No. Where? In Animal Kingdom. I'm not really a ride person. Okay, favorite park. Animal Kingdom. Wait, hold on. I lied. Epcot. Why? Because you can drink around the world. world. That is fun. But it is the most stereotypical racist. Why? Oh, yeah. Are you serious? When you go to Japan and they sell those 
frozen rice, beers? No, the rice hats, the rice field hats. I'm going to show you a picture of me in Japan, of me in uh, Disney Japan. Epcot You're Japan. wearing the hat, aren't you? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Wait, I, I saw that at Disney Springs. The slushy beers. The slushy beers. Yeah. It's in Japan, usually. That sounds gross. Now, slushy rosé. I really am a Twinkie, aren't I? <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like frozen rosé. But that's, I don't know. I mean, so the idea of the Twinkie is that you're Asian. White on the inside, yellow on the outside. Right. And I don't know, you definitely expressed not wanting to dive into strict, exclusive, secluded Asian culture. Yeah, I just to me that hang sounds out with normal. Everybody. To me, and I'm biracial, and so I looked for, I always looked for acceptance from black and white people. Yeah. Uh, not from Asians, because, you know, to be quite honest, at that age, that wasn't like including or inclusion of everyone wasn't something I was hip to yeah you know but for you i mean i've asked black people this too because i feel like it was very similar for black people that there was a black click and what did eric say to us eric had white friends um he partied with white friends but when he had legal trouble he felt like he came back to a little bit of a different environment and i think he felt a little bit distanced from the larger group that that he belonged to when he came back yeah I mean, I feel like that's just high school in general, too. It's so hard to fit in. It can be. I really want to know, out of everyone we went to high school with, Oh. what? No, I'm just, I'm, you're putting, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for this question. It's not a question. It's just a thought. Okay. Um, out of everyone we went to high school with, I wonder if there's one person that says, I felt like I belonged exactly where I was. I was 100% happy all the time. I felt accepted all the time. Just, I would never, ever change anything about my high school life in general. I didn't sense regret from like a Mike Clyburn, which was the first episode. Go back and listen to it in the archives. I didn't sense regret from... Uh, who was just here? Ryan Dunn. Okay. I didn't sense regret from him. He's a nice guy. He's we a nice guy. We weren't friends in high school. See? But we did talk on Facebook. Like okay. when I was trying to reach out to certain people and kind of figure out who you I mean, wanted to reach out to after college. How, what's that like? It was like deja vu. When you reach, like, I mean, what do you mean like you're reaching out to people? Like reaching out as in, like say some, okay, this is some high school bullshit. <laughs> I felt like I was going back to seventh grade all over again mm. when I left Texas okay. and came back to Philly. Where were you living when you first came back? At your parents? I, I lived with my parents for two weeks and I had enough because I was 20, 27, 28. Okay. And they were trying to get me to come home at 10 p.m. I was like, back in this is rules. not happening. Back in high school rules. Yes. Wow. And like trying to, it was seventh grade all over. Mm -hmm. I came back. The only people I knew were people I knew of from Facebook. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to make friends all over again. With people you have a little bit of a commonality or conversation or you talk to or something. Yeah. And by yeah. reaching out is what I mean by when I would post a picture or I remember specifically 
I posted a picture and said, I'm coming back to Philly, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I don't even, I have to find that post. Okay. And some people responded to it. Okay. Those were the people I reached out to. It wasn't me being creepy and being like, well, <laughs> no, it was people who, you know, said, welcome back. Mm -hmm. You know, let me know if you need me to show you around, like that kind of stuff. And a lot of those people I didn't really know in high school. So I felt really welcome. And I think Ryan Dunn was one of them. You, you figure you look back and now that you've reactivated temporarily your Facebook status. You I go, did not. No, I didn't. You didn't reactivate it? I'm waiting for my husband to find okay. that picture of us right. first. Why did you deactivate Facebook? Um, can I be 100% honest and yeah. not gross you out? Yeah. My bathroom time was way longer than it had to be oh, because yeah. of Facebook. Okay. The Facebook black, like the rabbit hole mm -hmm. was just too much. I was just spending too much time on it. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. That's so I just switched honest. to Instagram yeah. instead. Okay. And all the rants. I don't like the rants. Oh, uh, like political? Political or just people posting articles from The Onion and without really reading the article and then going off about it. Mm -hmm. And you just want to be like, you're an idiot. This isn't real. Read the article first yeah. and then have an opinion about it. Yeah. It was too much for me. And yeah. I was like, no, you're I done. don't want to do this anymore. Okay. But... I am still on Instagram because I love seeing like pictures of puppies and cute babies okay. that our friends are having now. Yes. I mean, those are cute. Those are cute. Sure. Uh, I'm single, no kids. And so, you know, I get my uh, I get my fill from my friends that are there. And then we the need to find you like, a girl. Let's go. Let's do it. I remember when we first started hanging out, you were dating a girl, and I told you she was not pretty enough for you. Do you remember that? Whoa. You don't remember that? Whoa. She no. wasn't. Whoa. She didn't like that we were hanging out. Would you? I have a lot of guy friends, and I think it's because I was... If you were... I, I'm like basically one of the dudes, usually. But if you were the girlfriend, and you come over... And I just go, hey, Rachel Kim's staying for the weekend on the couch right outside here, outside my room here. No big Wait, did deal. I sleep over? Yeah. You've yeah. slept over. You've slept over my house like multiple times. Huh. This house, the last house. Yes. I remember. No. You know why I slept over this house? Snowstorm. Yes. Do you remember? We. It was great. We watched Lord for the first time perform live. That and we. Diamond in the rain. <laughs> and we went outside. And we watched people ski. Yes. Down, down 9th Street. Yes. That was awesome. It, it was, was great. Come hang out with me again, Rachel. I know. I will. We, well, wait. We hold Bruno on. Bro wait. Back up. We did the Bruno Brothers. Invite me, Brad. No, you're right. You're right. We did the Bruno Brothers. Yes. Prosciutto and cheese. You're right. Yep. And um, then I, I, I'm pretty sure I made you probably a bacon and, and egg Sammy. You did. In the morning. You definitely did. And we ate it on top of a an empty box. Mm -hmm. Listen, <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you ladies out here is that I know how to put it down in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. If you want top of the line, five-star treatment, I'm the guy for you. Rachel can attest. Yep. Thank you. Nothing like, nothing like a guy serving you bacon, egg, and cheese on top of a cardboard box. Listen, <laughs> I make it work. I remember you telling me I had like no furniture. And I was trying to think of what to get. 
And I remember you telling me, and I like stressed about this, like, I don't know, Rachel told me to get it. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, well, if I want to get a girl like Rachel, I might have to get this. <laughs> you wanted me to get a fireplace, a, a faux fireplace. <laughs> and I must have been drunk and I was kidding around. I probably said it because I was probably thinking to myself, geez, the single guy with an armchair and an empty box as his coffee table. Mm-hmm. If he's going to bring girls here, he needs something besides this. And in my drunken mindset, I was probably like, I got it. Fireplace. A fake fireplace because he can't build one. <laughs> Fuck. I never got one. I never found that girl. <laughs> I did date that girl again. Oh, God, sec- no. A second time. All right. Well, that's over now. <laughs> I think you can do so much better. She was pretty. Rachel, take what? it back. Oh, God. Wait, makes... can I see a picture of her again? Maybe I just didn't. The fact I'm going to be able to pull a picture up. <laughs> so let me see. I'm trying to find a good picture here. <laughs> We're not Facebook friends anymore, so I have to go through like back channels to go. Yeah, yeah, but the fact that you have to show me a good one. I don't even know if I can get a good one because I don't know if we get all the pictures. Yeah. I'm sure she had a really good personality. <laughs> okay, she's prettier than I remembered. Uh, she yes. is. Yeah. Actually, she's really cute. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I looked at a different girl then. I don't know. Yeah, she's actually really pretty. She's got great See? boobs too. <laughs> she didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't oh, give a shit because guess no, what? I'm, kidding, I'm, I'm kidding, still I'm around kidding, I'm and kidding. she's not. She is exactly right. I did not call her to come <laughs> yes. up here. Boom. Well, Boom. she didn't go to our high school. She so. didn't. She, didn't. Yeah. she is a lot. Pre- I think I have this thing too where like I get really, really protective over my friends. Yeah. And, oh, good. Um, I need that now. And I need like, to be protected from, from, the, from the bad the bad seeds. The bitches. I'm going just the bad picks. I'm going through bad picks lately. Sorry if you're listening to this and we've been on a date and you know I do this podcast and now <laughs> but you, you know what though now you listen to it and you go fuck I was one of the bad picks yeah sometimes I mean most times it's a bad person in general a bad pick okay let me rephrase that bad pick but sometimes it depends on where they are in their journey in mm-hmm. life because I've been the bad pick too when you were crazy but I've been psycho are you still psycho. No, I'm married. I mean, he. What does a guy do have to do to win the heart of Rachel Kim <laughs> for, for until death do you part? Listen, I mean, all, I mean this seriously because I'm I'm imagining this guy. I know he cooks. I know he cooks. Yeah, incredible. but you met him. I don't know your relationship right. so much or what he's all about. But I, I you know, I've seen like pictures when you were still on Facebook. And so I know that, you know, he's a great cook. He cooks. Hold on. I'm going to have to stop you right there. Oh. Those are pictures of food I made. What? That he puts on Facebook. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. He does not cook. He doesn't cook? When it's his turn to cook, do you know what he does? No. He logs on to Grubhub. That's him cooking. You're kidding me. These are like (laughs) incredible dishes, Rachel. I made those. And you would know that if you showed up to Thanksgiving. Fuck. (laughs) Or Friendsgiving. I made a 25-pound turkey. Are you doing one on, again on Sunday? No, I'm not. Have you been to Korea? Did you ever go to Korea? Yeah, so before Kyle and I got married, before we got engaged, mm-hmm. 
the whole thing was, Kyle, you cannot ask me to marry you until you meet my whole family in Korea. Wow. And they have to accept you. Wow. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Not crazy. Just extra. So extra. Not crazy. I get it. And remember, Kyle is Irish. Mm Mm-hmm. He does not speak a word of Korean. Yeah, with like ear gauges. Yeah. Yes. With tattoos. Tattoos. All over him. Yes. Not like clean cut white boy. No. 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 Yes. Okay. So we went for two weeks. Together. Together. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And we went to go meet my family in Seoul. That's where my family's from, Seoul, Korea. South Korea. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And um, they loved him. That's the good Korea. (laughs) Everyone wondering. So we went to Seoul, we spent three days with them, and then we went bougie backpacking, you know, all the way down. Through South Korea? Yeah, through South Korea. Had the best time. Is that like on a coastline or something? Or That's yeah. awesome. It was so much fun. Right. And by the way, yeah. my family accepted him. Gauges and tattoos and all. Yeah. Because he's just a very lovable guy. Did he propose there? No. Okay. I got to tell you, that sounds like like if you're in love with a girl and you're going to take a trip and you want to get married, that seems like, regardless of the fact that your whole family is there, yeah, that seems like a dope trip. It was so much fun, especially because he's a foodie and he ate live octopus and culture. everything. Yeah. Yeah, culture. That's what I always say is is that's kind of my draw is it's not towers and mountains. It's culture. It's the food. It's the hangout. It's the... In the streets, walking around, it's the music, it's the partying, the bar. That's what I want to experience more so than like, this is the tower and this is a really tall mountain. I want to experience temple. Yeah, I want to experience the food, the life, the culture, and so that's I I would totally dig that. Yeah, and this is why I'm so surprised that one, we haven't hung out in so long. Two, why we haven't traveled together. I never travel with any like uh, this that trip that I took to uh, Disney and then to New Orleans. Was like the first like adult trip really I took with like friends. Is it because you just have a really busy schedule or it's just. Well, so I used to travel when I worked at WWE um, in my mid 20s. I traveled around the country every day. You know, I have four days, three to four days a week. I was on the road when Wait, I lived hold in on. Connecticut. Can we just you just said that so nonchalant. Rachel, that was after we were, that was before we were hanging out. WWE. Look above you. Like that, these two are literally off the wall at Titan Towers. I I took them off the wall at the offices at Titan Towers in Stanford, Connecticut, down the hall from Vince McMahon's office. And here's why I want to talk about this. Okay. And not to talk about my husband the whole time because he's awesome. Yeah. He is the biggest WWE fan. Like he's not one of those let me own posters and like all this stuff, but. That's what he loves to do. He sits there, drinks his whiskey, and watches wrestling. Oh, God. I could pontificate to him all day. Let's go. When you come over. Let's go. That's exactly what's going to happen. Let's do it. We're going to cook, eat, watch wrestling. I don't like wrestling, but I do love the Bella Twins. You like what? The uh, Bella Twins. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I love I was part of the team. We had like a small four, like a four or five team crew, creative team that wrote the shows. We brought the Bella Twins. Bella Twins up to Stanford and interviewed them to put them on the show to bring them on to SmackDown. Are you when I was serious? There. Yeah, in 2008. Don't you think that we should maybe go to one of those? 
Yeah, they were just here on Friday. Yeah, we can go to a show. They come to Philly all the time, though. They were just here on Friday for SmackDown. Okay. Well, we should go. I missed it. No, yeah. see, you thought I was a cool girl. Now I'm like totally just fanning over like what you were no, doing. No, I can't believe that's we never awesome. talked about it. Yeah, when we were hanging out in, in Fairmount, I, I had already done it. That that's, already happened. Why don't we talk about that? If you don't fan out about it, I don't bring it up because I don't assume that anyone, I don't assume that you like it or, or want to talk about it or, you know. All my friends now that are going like, oh, my God, he talks about wrestling all the time. It's because I know that you know that I'm into wrestling. I think <laughs> and that's so, so like, cool. But, but when other people aren't into it, it's like, yeah, they, they don't know anything about it. They don't care. It's, it's such a long story to get into with them. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I wrote wrestling for, for a year and a half and uh, worked at Titan Towers, lived in Stanford, Connecticut, worked with Vince McMahon, traveled Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, wrote TV the rest of the week, and then – that's yeah, start awesome. the whole cycle over again. I'm so jealous right now. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you fun when we hang out again. We'll, yeah, I'll tell you fun stories and, and Kyle and that's. I mean, Kyle's just gonna be obsessed. <laughs> that's why I like that. I love that. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah, because we will sit there on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and when it's his time to cook, and mm-hmm. he orders us pizza, mm-hmm. and we just drink box wine. By mm-hmm. the way, the fancy kind, black box, of course. Of course. And then we watch wrestling and talk about all the storylines and. all right we can start or stop nerding out sorry no i got really excited like you were trying to tell a story and you were so nonchalant oh when i used to work for w i'm like wait what i assume everyone knows i would have thought that you would have known like i would have just thought that like hey when we were hanging out in 2012 like hey what's going on and i came back from stanford where i was writing wrestling and you know i just assumed everyone knew that well also when we were hanging out then too we were just having fun, just drinking and like mm-hmm. dancing and, you know, whatever. Yeah. We never really got in depth in depth about what you did before. Like you didn't know about any of my high school stories before. I mean, like, I, knew. Never- I, I didn't know about your high school. No, I didn't know about your high school, but I knew about college. I knew that you were engaged. I knew that yeah. that that didn't work out. I knew you came back. I didn't know that you were working for Samsung. Yeah, I just I just left Samsung, actually. Just now? Yeah. So I worked for Before Samsung. Before we started the podcast? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they got me back to work with them. Uh-huh. I just couldn't In refuse the offer. Yeah. And they just bought, nobody cares about this, but they bought this company called Decor, which is like a high end, like refrigerators and okay. like kitchen stuff. So they have a showroom on 58th and Lexington. And that was my whole project. So if mm. anyone wants to check out 58th so cool. and Lexington project, that I was a PM for that. So like all the design and everything. Rachel, can I be honest with you? What? So like seven years ago when you were, when we were hanging out. Oh boy. <laughs> Go. You thought I was a dumbass? No, no. I didn't <laughs> think you were dumb, but I completely thought you were fabricating your employment. Really? Yes. Why? Because you used to, you just had the most incredible stories happening of things going wrong <laughs> that okay. you just couldn't believe. But at the same time, your job and your time seems so flexed. Yeah. So like you would legit call me at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Be like, what are you doing? And like, I'm, I was doing physical therapy. I'd screwed up my back. I remember that, yeah. And I was doing physical therapy and I would be at like at uh at the therapy spot and he'd be like, What are you doing? And I was like, uh therapy. And you're like, You wanna come pick me up in Concha Hawken? 
And then you'd be like, no, I quit my job. And I'm like, what do you mean you just quit? You're like, I just quit. I just, I quit my job. And I'm like, so what are you going to do like tomorrow? And like, you just would have the most random things going. Do you remember you moved and then you wanted to leave your place the very next day? You're like, I don't like that place. It's not what I signed up for. I didn't I remember exactly because I've moved from Northern Liberties mm-hmm. to Graduate Hospital. Mm-hmm. I rented from the owner and they want, they were so adamant about keeping that lockbox. I don't even, is that what it's just called? The yeah. lockbox yeah, with like the key, key in box. it? Yeah, key lockbox. Like box. when yep. you are trying to- when you're renting a place, when you're yeah, putting a place Yeah, they were so adamant about it because they're trying to sell this place. Mm. I was not having it. Yeah. Because that was after I had recently gotten mugged in Northern Liberties, oh which is God, why I- do I, remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Which yes. is why I moved. Yes. Now I moved. Now you want to keep a fucking lockbox there? No, this was not in our lease. This is, you know, right. this is not the agreement. That's why I wanted to leave. Yeah, I was so you wanted to leave like the, the fuck next out. day. Yeah. I was freaking out. But you, you out. had that and it's like you're just quitting your job, but then you just be like free, like in the middle of the day. And I wasn't very accustomed to just like the work from home style or anything. Yeah. I'm just like, and I was like, I don't know. I just, she's home. And I, part of me was like, <laughs> she could just be bullshit. I have no idea what's going on. But it was so random and you were so, no walls up. Yeah. And so you're just like, I'm just going to call Brad and see if he just wants to hang out yeah. right now because I'm free right now at 11 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I guess in hindsight, it does sound crazy. <laughs> like, oh, I just moved here and now I want to leave. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But why can't I share that with you? You can. Like, it's why, just, you know, without I, trying to, without thinking, oh, now Brad's going to think I'm bullshitting or I'm just making shit up. Like that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Yeah. It just seemed so random. And I didn't, you know, I didn't like judge. It just kind of couched it as, I don't know, maybe she's not working. Maybe she's just not working or not doing anything. So when you start telling me about like all these things, it's like, fuck, she really is doing like these, (laughs) these things that she said she was doing. (laughs) Great. I'm so glad that everyone thinks I'm a bullshitter. (laughs) No, I just didn't. It was so many things going on at once that seemed to be going wrongs from time to time yeah and like i said you know and you going, handle it so nonchalantly because if i freak out how is that gonna help me yeah if i didn't have to drive to new york for my fake job right now yeah. then ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good then um i would have brought two bottles of champagne yes Yes. You know, like yeah. we would have totally just made a night out of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, You're right gone. now it's busy time for me before the holidays. Quote unquote, busy time. Yeah. Busy time. Yeah, busy yeah. time. Air quotes. It sucks that we weren't friends in high school. So we now have to make up for it. I wasn't this fun in high school. Okay. That's cute that you think you're fun now. but <laughs> <laughs> I left that over the plate for you to just yep. swing big, just hit a home run. It. Well done. Do you have memories of me in high school in any way? I don't think you do. Hold on. We had a class together. We did? Yeah, we had bio, uh, we had a science class together. I probably never went. You did. I mean, I, I remember you being there. Sure that wasn't Sue Kim? <laughs> no, it was you. I never had class with Sue Kim. So I will tell um, you this. I may not keep it in, but I remember I remember this because you used to dress a very certain way. So I completely remember. <laughs> what did I dress like? You wore very tight jeans. Yeah. You wore very, So did everyone else. <laughs> yes, but you wore very tight top. Uh-huh. And you had very Yeah, great boobs. Well, thank you. So yeah. And but you also have, I still have them, you, you know. Do. They're there. The They're there. They're there. Um, but you also have like a scar 
I want to say on your leg. I do. Yeah. From a dog bite. Yeah. Holy shit. Like How do you remember that? You you showed me. Huh. In science class. Crazy. I remember that. Yeah. I got that scar when I was in ninth grade. Eighth grade. Ninth grade. Somewhere around there. So I remember, um, I probably won't keep this in the podcast. Your your boobs are kind of my memory of Asian girl boobs, of great Asian girl you boobs. You have to put that in the podcast. Has to. Yeah, you just have like nice, like they're not, they don't look, I've never seen your boobs. They're nice boobs. And they they're look, perky. Yes, extreme, like perky. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so when you would wear these like tops that were tight, like your boobs just sit right here. So that Where is- they're supposed to be. That is what, that is like my- vision of asian girl boobs my head's like this big how the hell am i gonna get out of here <laughs> all these compliments i mean but yeah i, I the only class i really remember I, I remember i had with you specifically um and that's probably where i get like the vibe of like cool kid but at the same yeah. time you weren't you weren't mean um no, but i, I, I talked to you occasionally yeah. to where like i felt like we could actually have a conversation when we were in our 20s um because we had an okay relationship yeah that's crazy that you remember all that. Yeah. Well, my boobs. I do. But, um, <laughs> I guess. Disclaimer, I remember a lot about a lot of girls' boobs. From yeah, I'm school. sure. The only person I can actually remember having the biggest crush on was, um. do you remember Doug King? Yeah. Is he still around? Haven't found him yet. When people look through the yearbook, they're like, oh my God, Doug King. Yeah. Oh and God. the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because when you asked me to do this podcast, I went through my album. Like my high school, not the yearbook, but like an album of photos, old photos. And I oh. should have, maybe I'll take pictures of it and send it to you. Or we'll just hang out again. Yeah. I started going through it and I was like, I have so many pictures of Doug and Chris McQuaid. Oh, wow. Like so many. Is that when Chris had the, uh, had the Justin Timberlake hair? Yeah. The curly, the curly blonde yes. fro. Yes. Yeah. Just kind of jumping to, I guess, the end of high school. Yeah. So you see, you test it out. Yep. What was, so you were dealing so with I stuff with the boyfriend? The boyfriend, and it was just too much. If I stayed in school, then, and I didn't test out and take all my classes in Monco, I would have flunked out, mm. for sure. Like, there was no way I was going to college. Because you couldn't keep grades, because you weren't going to class? Because I wasn't going to class. You know, what like, were you doing? I was skipping school, either to go look for the this boyfriend. guy, the yeah. boyfriend, or I was smoking pot because I was so stressed out mm-hmm. from doing that. Or just like, I mean, honestly, just partying, like to get that stress off my mind. Mm-hmm. Like just skipping school just to go over to a friend's house and play video games and smoke pot. Yeah. Like it's not like I was doing crazy, crazy things, but. So when you test out, do you tell your parents? Yeah, they have to sign for it. Yeah. And so what do they say? It's, I mean, it's equivalent to dropping out. You know, I mean, it is basically dropping sure, out. Sure, but you are getting that piece of paper at least. Yeah, I mean, I do have a. So you can go to college. You know, I mean, you have a degree, and yeah, you know, yeah. But I mean, what do your parents say when you when you say this? How do you say this to them? I told them if I don't do this, like I'm not going to drop out. Like I'm not going to drop out of high school. I said I want to test out, mm-hmm. and you have to. They basically have to sign papers to drop mm-hmm. out. And then you have to go to Monco and sign up for these classes and whatnot. Take tests. Exactly. And um, it's not even GED. It's mm. like equivalent to it. I forget what it's called. Okay. It's not GED though. But it's same thing. Same yeah. shit, right? Yeah. And um, 
they, I told them, I said, if I don't do this, then I'm going to flunk out and just not graduate. Yeah. So I needed to do this in order for me to go to college. How did that go over? I mean, not very well yeah. in the beginning, but when I actually sat them down and after going through two years of just being such a shitty daughter, mm. I think they kind of said, this is better than her just not either just running away with this boyfriend yeah. or just not graduating at all. Mm-hmm. So they agreed to it. I mean, I ended up getting a great education after yeah. that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it worked out. But. Yeah, the route you took, I mean, seems inconsequential. Your, your your present day seems inconsequential to your high school path. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not also something I'd usually, like, I don't share this with anyone, but fuck it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? I don't think it, I mean, but, are you embarrassed by that? I was for a long time. I was. Really? But. Yeah, but now that I have, you know, a bachelor's for mechanical engineering, no. like, and I have a successful career. So you really okay. felt like you had dropped out. That's, I mean, that is, bottom line, that's what it is. You know? Yeah. It is. Your parents have to sign papers to drop out, and then it's on you to decide to take it further Enroll. with your education. So when you drop out, what's your friendship like in school? To where now you're just you're is this eleventh grade or twelfth grade? This was second semester of twelfth grade. Second, so right so before I, you're about to graduate, you yep. just know you're not going to, and so yeah. So there's no like, uh, there's not much time of like, hey, where are you at? It's just the last semester you're not there and you're taking classes at Monco instead. Yeah, that's pretty. How that's pretty that, much what it is. How does that? How is that easier for you? In the practical sense, dealing with what you're dealing with, you're kind of disappearing to go find the find the boyfriend. But now you don't even have to be. It doesn't really matter. You're not in trouble. No one's going to call for you. So how is that easier for you when you go to Monco where you're responsible for yourself to show up to class? Well, I think when if I can bring myself back then, I was rebelling against everything. Like when someone would tell me to do something, I just didn't want to do it. So the fact that it was on me and it was my choice to go to these classes and actually, you know, it was on me Mm -hmm. and I wasn't forced to do it. That's what motivated me. Okay. Like I hated everything about someone telling me I need to be home at 9 PM. Mm -hmm. You can't skip health class. You need this. Okay, (laughs) sure. I really need that. Like, Little things here, and it, you know, I was just not into authority whatsoever. Yeah, and I know I'm still not into authority. Like it's just not my thing. Did you change your? I know when you came back from Texas, your life was strict. But once you decided to do that, and you said like you don't want the, you know, got to be home at nine o'clock. Did you create more freedom for yourself from your parents once you once you tested out? Once you went to Monco, and were you no. not going home? When you were expected to be home or were you being No, distant? I was still, I think once, it was only a semester, right? Yeah. So it was a very short period of time. It was like three months or something like that. Um, I actually gained more of, I don't want to say respect, but I guess I respected my parents more for listening to my voice mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. So then... I started to realize, okay, they're trying to do everything that they possibly can to help me with my future. So why the hell am I being this way over a guy? Yeah. But I don't, you know, 
me being there for him, I don't think I would have changed any of it. Because how can you not? Right. Like, imagine if one of our friends now is going through a tough time with drugs. It, it how happens. can you abandon them? It's very, very common. You know, yeah. Drugs, especially nowadays with opiates and things like that, like it's so much more common. Yeah. Than you would than you would imagine, and so you know, I would think that a lot of people probably deal with that. And again, like probably there's still a shame and an embarrassment that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people still don't, aren't completely great with talking so openly about it. It's changing. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's something that people still deal with pretty regularly that they can relate to. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons with, you know, I say that I regret a lot of things in high school, but I'm also thankful that I went through all that mm-hmm. because like you said, when you go to college, you're on your own. And if you didn't, ex- like, I'm glad I experienced all that Yeah. because in college I straightened my, sh- you know, I got my shit together. Yeah. How, how so? I guess, what does that, what does that look like for you? Like, is that a conscious effort? Are you doing specific things? Are you hang out with different people? Are you thinking of yourself? in a in a more positive light that you deserve better what does that look like when you're definitely it was more of um when i was in that relationship in high school i wasn't feeling very good about myself but then once i went through that i decided that's not it wasn't really me mm-hmm. that was creating the problem it was him so when i went to college i tried and then also in high school i tried to fit in so much mm-hmm. that it was affecting like I wasn't me, you know, like I. Is that with the smoking and. Yeah, yeah. like I was not totally into that. Back then it was more of peer pressure. Yeah. And um, just trying to look cool mm-hmm. or like this is what everyone else is doing. So I should do it because I don't belong to a certain clique. So let me, maybe this will get me. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible mindset and it's such an insecure way to think. No, but that I get is it. how I was. I get it. I, yeah. I told Kim, I. I used to lie brian keenan once called me out on lying about smoking cigarettes and i never thought i would lie about smoking cigarettes because my parents smoked cigarettes so it was something i just very didn't do wouldn't Mm -hmm. do um and i remember him calling me out on it and i was lying about it and i was like oh i smell he's like well let me smell your fingers i didn't even know what that meant that you know your fingers are gonna smell it i was like oh yeah sure and he's like I have like baby smelling fingers. They smell like chicken <laughs> fingers and, and Elio's pizza. And, yeah. like, and he's like, you don't smoke cigarettes. And I was like, oh, huh, yeah, I do. And, he's like, and like, I couldn't, I can't, like at that, that was one of those moments where I go, I can't believe I'm lying about smoking cigarettes to sound cool. We're not even in a party. I'm sitting out in the, like outside of school, outside the, you know what I mean? Just sitting on the rocks. Like there's no reason even lying right. about, like it's- there's. High school, entry man. Into something. Yeah, it was just high school. And it's the thing that you think that people do and you think that it's cool and you're going to get some sort of maybe not even acceptance, but that they're going to go easier on you if they think that you do similar things as them. I think that's what I thought that if I just if I acted like I could, I, I do that stuff or I say I do, they'll go, oh, OK, he's cool. And I'll get a pass at least for the day. Yeah. You know, but the thing is now judgment. smoking cigarettes is not cool. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not cool. And I'm trying to quit. Yeah. You it's, need it. Yeah, you got to quit. I know. Yeah. And then in college, because I went through all that, like, it's not necessarily the people, like, I changed the type of people I was hanging out with. It was really on me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I would go to these parties, you're in college, you're going to go to frat parties. Sure. and But I knew when to go home. You know, mm-hmm. I knew when I had enough. Yeah. It wasn't 
you didn't put yourself in situations you no longer wanted to be in. Exactly. You weren't trying to forget stuff. It was so easy for me to say no or, you know, Why? having people because I didn't care anymore about what people thought of me. Mm. It was more of I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And if it, you know, if it doesn't affect you health wise or your feelings or anything, mm -hmm. then I'm going to go do it because yeah. it's for me. Yeah. So I kind of just stopped trying to be cool, which yeah. made me cooler. <laughs> That's it. Um, a couple months ago, you we so we were talking about being on the podcast mm -hmm. and you were actually going to come on here a few months ago. Yep. And yeah. so I just want to give you the, want you to have the opportunity to tell people who maybe saw your Instagram post to explain what's going on and how you're feeling and what's going on. Yeah, and it was crazy because I was going through it about two months before I even posted anything. I decided to post it after my surgery mm -hmm. only because um, one, as more of like um, awareness, number one, for women, mm -hmm. because women are our age, my age, we don't, we think we're invincible. We don't think about going to get checked up all the time. Mm -hmm. And you don't really think it's going to happen to you. And that was my case. The mm -hmm. only reason why, and I'm going to get deep now, but sure. the only reason why I even found out about the whole cervical cancer, or I was only first stage, right? Mm -hmm. So there's abnormal paps that can happen. And all you do is not even go through surgery, but just kind of watch out for, you know, mm -hmm. kind of keep an eye on it. And then there's, me, who's just very beginning stages, but you still have to get surgery. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it can turn into the next step, next stage of cervical cancer. Um, the only reason why I found out is because my husband and I were trying to have a baby mm -hmm. and we couldn't get pregnant. So we went through a lot of tests and that's how I found out mm -hmm. that this was going on with yeah. the pap. And it wasn't like a normal pap because I would go, go for that every year. Right. But- it just, you know, they just caught it this time. Yeah. Um, went through surgery. I have to go for a regular pap every month for right now. Mm -hmm. And then after six months of that, I have to go every six months. Okay. Then annually. So, so far, so good. I but mean, you came out of it, you know. Yeah. Just to stay clear for everyone, you had cervical cancer, stage one, had caught it very early, had surgery in the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, and now you're just kind of monitoring. Yeah. And you feel okay? You feel fine? Yeah, I feel fine. Good. So it doesn't affect, you know, us having a child or anything like that. So cool. I just want everyone to know that, oh, you know, good. when people see it on 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 Instagram and because you're not on Facebook and I feel like people probably saw that post. Yeah, but on the post I even said it was, you know, more like a pre-cancer, but it wasn't. But, you know, people yeah. see that. I try to kind of downplay it as much as possible. Yeah, but in the world, you know, people see them and people, I think, probably think that you want to downplay something like that. And so they go, yeah. oh, she may not be letting on it as bad as it is or mm. she doesn't want to put all the all the, the bad news out there on, on Instagram. But also just maybe not knowing what the follow-up is or not seeing the post as everyone, you know, when things get clicked on and everyone's hearty and commenting, everyone might have seen the diagnosis. Right. But maybe no one knows what happened after the fact. And so I just wanted people to be able to know that. You're doing okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. So just keep, you know, my post, usually I don't, you've seen my Instagram post. Yeah. It's very Disney and puppies and nephews of cute babies, you mm -hmm. know, like things like that. And food. And food. 
but that you cook. That I cook. FYI. <laughs> Kyle did not this. cook it. I'm excited for this Rachel Kim yes. cooking. <laughs> but um the reason why it took me for it took me a while for me to post it is because I didn't want the sympathy. I didn't want people treating me differently just because of that. Yeah. But I felt like it was so important as an awareness. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And you're young. Exactly. You're, you're at that age now where it's important as a guy, I need to be way more attentive for these things on the guy end because it can be that simple that just the most routine or checkup type of thing where they catch on and say, hey, we kind of want to monitor this. Yeah. Um, and so for us in our, you know, mid to, to late 30s, heading into our 40s, it's super important just to be aware that your body doesn't stay the same. Exactly. And then a lot of people don't think about this, but at our age, a lot of people who might be listening to this has a family, mm-hmm. a kid, two, three, four, yeah. husband, wife. It's crazy how much strain it puts on your relationship as well as like as a caregiver. Mm-hmm. So for example, my parents or my husband or even his parents, they're so worried. They're so stressed. It puts a lot of, you know, it's also for them too. Mm-hmm. So don't only think about yourself, but you also have to think about your family Peace and what it mind. does to them. Absolutely. Yeah. So I felt really bad about putting my family through all that too. So to avoid that, if you just go get checked, you know, whenever you're supposed to, yeah. then you can avoid it. Yeah. That's it's all. That's wise, why I posted what I posted. Wise words. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing well and uh Yeah. Back so, to back to normal. Yep. That's what I'm dreaming. I wish we had one more. We celebration. Yeah. Um we've been talking for a while. Yeah, we have. Is there anything I don't know that I have more questions. Is there anything you specifically wanted to get out there topic wise, conversation wise, anything you wanted to discuss? I feel like I've discussed more with you right now and pretty much whoever's listening than I've shared with, you know, a lot of people. Like, I don't know. I don't really open up too too much. I'm usually like a happy-go-lucky, let's go have fun and go to concerts and make food together and just talk about bullshit. I'm Mm -hmm. not really one to want to talk about sad, deep, you know, emotional things at all. So it's kind of like therapy. A little bit. That's what everyone I thought was therapy. <laughs> First few episodes, it was starting to feel like it was therapy for me. And now it feels like other people are kind of have shit that they just want to discuss. Yeah. And- because like we were talking about, when you listen to your podcast, you're kind of like, holy shit, I didn't know that person was that way. Mm-hmm. I just assumed mm-hmm. they were this way. Yeah. And it's like perception is just a crazy thing. And it can really, it's, it's 10% of reality. Yeah. Not even. Not even. And it makes you feel like such a piece of shit because you're like, oh, shit, I'm really judgmental. Mm -hmm. But I am just living life. I'm trying to be as nice as I possibly can to everyone who deserves it. I try not to judge because there's a lot of things, a lot of shitty things I've done to my family or, you know, lying to them about where I'm going when I was back in eighth grade or whatever. I've lied to friends. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we've all done that as young kids and even young adults so it's a constant balance of trying to figure out what what kind of character you can live with of yourself yeah and you know it sounds so cheesy but like you always read those things on instagram it's like it's not what you do that defines you at all you know it's how you how you 
treat learn other from it and how you treat other people and as long as you learn from it fuck it yeah so whatever you're so much fun <laughs> <laughs> no you're fun <laughs> i'm fun with great boobs yeah. <laughs> true statement true words were never spoken thanks rachel oh Thank you. wait what you have to sign the yearbook so you're not in the yearbook no, because I told because you. Because you test it out. Yeah. So you have to still sign it and we need to find a place. Hold on. Just find just... any Asian person. Just kidding. You just want to pick Grace Kim and <laughs> um Eric Kim. Let's you let's put you on Eric Kim. I'm not really gonna sign next to an Asian person. I'm gonna guess that I'm never gonna find Eric Kim. You can sign no. it on any page there. I'm sorry, Eric, if I do find Look how you. popular you are. I didn't know. I didn't. So the whole reason why I'm but having people, people send really the yearbook. People wrote books like this. I had no idea. The reason why I'm having people sign the yearbook is because when I started this, I thought it was a loser who had no one sign their yearbook because I couldn't imagine myself saying, "Hey, Bethany, can you sign my yearbook?" I never saw that me doing that. And then 15 years later, and I go and I look at this, and I go, "Oh my god, everyone wrote in here." <laughs> now that people and people <laughs> With are even huge like, writing, like what the yeah, hell? Yeah, people are even now like, "Are you sure I didn't sign your yearbook?" And I'm not quite sure. Oh, my gosh. How did you feel about that? Uh, just what? Testing out, not in the yearbook. You, you you left. You did the full four years with us. Yeah. But you left without the coordination, the kind of unison goodbye of the graduation. What was, how did that feel for you? Um, I was just thankful that I was able to get a diploma. No symbolism I mean, for you in that in that sense of no, you know, I was just four years with everyone and you want to walk with everyone, graduate with everyone. It was just like doing what I got to do to get a piece of paper and move on to the next part. Yeah. Of life. And the reason is because I just went through so much shit. The last two years of high school, it was just so much more than what a 17 year old should go through. Yeah, it was a lot. And we went to a very privileged, you know, public school. That's becoming a big theme is that the, the financial separation between you know okay the richer kids and a lot of the other kids they, a lot of people are, rec are talking about how they've recognized the gap in wealth yeah and my by no means were my parents rich and my parents came from nothing like my dad literally dropped out of middle school wow you know and um but that's a whole nother conversation but you know our high school in general though i feel like we went to a very nice High school compared to what we could have went to in Tenor City. Right. You know? Montgomery County, so, I, I looked the other day just because I, I'd said this in Kim's podcast, but Montgomery County is this now, right now, the second richest per capita county in Pennsylvania. I, I think when we were going to school, it was the richest, but right now it's number two. So I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see put that. Put that in perspective for everybody. Yeah. So I don't want to sit here and cry about what a hard life I had the last two years of high school by, you know, that's not what I'm trying to do. No, it's no. Just, I was just curious, you know, when you go through that, because you came from, you know, you, you wanted to fit in when you came. Yeah. Um, and then you huh. left. There's a joke in there somewhere with the wording. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but then you left before you got to finish out kind of the, what you, what you attempted to achieve as far as, you know, complete, I don't know, high school career and not saying yeah. the academic. So I was just curious if, if, leaving meant anything to, leaving early and not getting to finish that out with everyone you were kind of a, attempting to build a bond with i think i gave up on that bond after 10th grade yeah because of everything i was going through it yeah. just you know and there were 
I guess people assumed I just wasn't trying, but in reality, I was just going through a lot of shit that people didn't know about, Never nor know. did I really want to share. Yeah. That's not something you want to share. And not only does it, one, I don't want to share. That's just bottom line. I didn't want to. Two, by me sharing that kind of stuff, it also exposes his family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I didn't want to do that at yeah. the time. So that's not really my business to walk around the high school hallways and be like, this is what I'm going through. Right. And he's putting me through this. Yeah. Just not my place. I would never call someone out like that. Right. So not my style. But Happy memory. Yeah. Final <laughs> final thought. Favorite Disney character. Favorite Disney character to see and take a picture with at Disney. Oh, okay. Now that's really shit. Hero 6. Who? The movie. Yeah. Hero 6. I don't know the movie. What happened to like Tigger? Okay. There have been a lot of you're, new Disney. You're, yeah, you're picking like <laughs> deep cut characters here. No, you know, I, maybe I'm not saying. What's Hero I don't 6 know from? Name. What? Is the Hero 6 a movie? Yeah. And that's a person, as a character too? He's a robot. And he goes around the and park? And he's a, he's a nurse. See, I haven't been there in three years. This is what happens when you go he every does not four months go around. like you. He's a Pixar. It's a Pixar oh. film. All right. If I have to, yeah, classic like, Disney. Yes, yeah, like Disney character that goes around for you to take pictures with, goes to the character breakfasts. We're talking Phil, Lil. Oh, oh that's, that's Rugrats. We're Ariel, talking, for uh, sure. Chip and Dip. No, what's uh, Chip and Dale? That's it. Chip and Tim. We're talking Chip and Dale and Mickey and Pluto and Goofy and and Minnie and Cinderella and Snow White and the and the dwarfs and the classic Disney crew that goes around. That well, you didn't knows. word it like that. Who is your favorite classic to, to, Disney said, character? But can you take a picture with that thing that you just meant? The Hero Six. Can you take a picture with that robot? I don't think so. That's what I meant. Yeah, to take a picture with. Okay. At the park. Um, oh my God! Here's blank. Gotta get a picture. It has to be Ariel. She's Ariel. My, she's my, I can't even pronounce her name, but yeah, she's yeah. my favorite. The Little Mermaid. Yes. She is wow. like my favorite. Okay. I mean, doesn't that kind of make sense? A woman who gives up everything for a man. For a man. That is, <laughs> well done, Rachel. Yeah. Well done on the full circle. Full circle. circle. You need your own podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have... Yeah, no. I stutter too much. And I say like a lot. That's okay. We edit that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can edit it. All right. I want to sign the yearbook. All right. That was Rachel Romaine, a.k.a. Rachel Kim. Uh, I really, really appreciate Rachel so much as a friend and as a podcast guest. Uh, in this case, just things that I never knew at all about Rachel. And I'm assuming the majority of our class school and maybe people that know Rachel now that are listening to this uh, never knew about her. Uh, and so just I commend her for having the courage to talk about these things, um, not just with what she went through in high school with her relationship, but also with her health. And um, as I mentioned in the podcast, as I get older, these are things that I'm starting to be aware that I can't just turn a blind eye to. I need to be very conscious of preventative care. And so I hope that this is just something that maybe sticks with people as we get into our elder eras here. Then we just start paying attention because uh, I want all of us to be healthy and happy and uh, living life to the fullest. Uh, all right, I'll stop the Hallmark card. Uh, in two weeks, my guest will be Alicia Conti. 
Uh, we've talked about Alicia quite a few times on the podcast. Alicia is one of the first people that I remember being vocal on social media just about some of the things that I was doing on Instagram. I talked to Susie Spinelli, and on that episode, we discussed some of my antics on Instagram and and how she's been so supportive. Well, Alicia, I actually remember the moment that Alicia uh, messaged me about something that I posted on Instagram. And there's a certain power within somebody that you don't think you have a connection with reaching out and saying, hey, I like that. Keep doing that. And so moments like that stick into my mind. Uh, and Alicia is one of those people. But beyond that, what we find in this podcast is that Alicia has always been very supportive. Um, we go through the yearbook and find an incredible message. Uh, I will save it for the podcast. But uh, Alicia and I have had some sort of a bond uh, going back to high school that has completely escaped my mind. You will hear about that on this podcast in two weeks. Also, something that we haven't really talked about on the show, but Alicia... Well, I don't know, I would consider that she was one of the cool kids, definitely had friends that were popular, and all those topics that we've already kind of hit on on the show. But something that's going to be new is body image. Uh, it's something that I don't think years ago I was comfortable uh, discussing, but I threw it out there, and Alicia was more than willing to go in that direction. And so another great talk with, uh, with someone that I got to tell you, if I don't claim right here right now that she is my bestie, uh, she might get mad at me. And so... In two weeks, on a Monday morning, my guest will be my bestie, Alicia Conti. We Weren't Friends in High School is available everywhere you download podcasts, so subscribe because it works out great for me and it works out great for you because if a surprise episode were to drop, you would get it right on your phone instead of having to wait for a Facebook post or an Instagram post or your friend to text you and say, hey, there's a new episode. Did you know? Uh, so go do that. That's on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere you get podcasts and the social media. We weren't friends in high school on Instagram, at WWF in high school on Twitter, and I am at Redshirt Playa, P-L-A-Y-A. That's everywhere. And with that, thank you guys, and I'll see you in two weeks with my guest, Alicia Conti.